Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Fast on my good evening at half past five. This is update for Thursday, 2nd of March, 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news on the Isle of Man and background to that news. And sport, business, sea watch, travel updates, the newsmakers in person tonight. The Chief Minister on those sex education classes. Dr. Allenson talks about his assisted dying bill. The Solby Claddock camping public meeting latest. How's our electric bus test and where did those bright... LED adverts come from Man Benham for all your business and legal needs First of all at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock the update news headlines Fastamise Simon Richardson Fastamise more than 2,800 doses of the Covid vaccine had to be disposed of in December alone last year the figure of 2,868 is revealed by Manx Care following a freedom of information request from Manx Radio Taking the whole period into consideration, a total of 8,793 doses of the vaccine were disposed of between January 2021 and the 9th of February. The Ramsey MHK behind proposed assisted dying legislation on the Isle of Man says he's not confident it will ever make it into law. Dr Alex Allenson has been given leave to progress his private members bill, the aim of which is to allow mentally competent adults who are terminally ill to end their life if they wish. The Chief Minister has described the review into sex education and the impact of international media attention on the island's reputation as not ideal. A review is getting underway into a postponed RSE curriculum, with reports of what was taught in classrooms here catching the attention of the likes of Fox and GB News. Further afield, a public inquiry into the Manchester Arena terror attacks concluded there was a significant missed opportunity by security services that might have prevented the attack. Chairman Sir John Saunders says by the time of the tragedy, the bomber was fully radicalised and had been on the radar of authorities for seven years. Brighton police investigating the discovery of remains yesterday say the baby has been dead for some time. Constance Martin and her boyfriend Mark Gordon were arrested on suspicion of gross negligence manslaughter on Monday. And Sue Gray, who was responsible for writing the report on Downing Street parties, has been appointed Sir Keir Starmer's chief of staff. The senior civil servant found a failure of leadership in number 10 during Boris Johnson's premiership. Those are the headlines. More news at 6. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Thank you, Simon, from the Ronalds Way Met Office. No wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of Sea is smooth or slight. And the weather this evening, dry with some breaks in overnight cloud, a light east or southeasterly, and a minimum three degrees. Fort Jehenya, cloudy, mostly dry tomorrow with sunny intervals, a light easterly breeze backing northerly. We're up to eight degrees and a dry night down to four Celsius. Fort Jasan, dry and cloudy on Saturday with sunny intervals, a light northerly wind and a daytime maximum of eight degrees. Sunsets in just under 20 minutes time at three minutes to six. High water 19 minutes to nine, low tides 5 to 3 a.m. Sunrise three minutes past seven tomorrow morning. 
and the morning high water at six minutes past nine. Visit the Banks Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com. The Manx government needs to find out exactly what happened inside those six education classes, says the Chief Minister who spoke to Manx Radio Live this morning regarding the investigation into the Isle of Man's relationships and sexual education curriculum. It's currently paused pending the outcome of the review, but that hasn't stopped claims of what was taught in those lessons reaching international media. Here's the Chief Minister, Alfred Cannon, MHK. I understand that so one of the individuals concerned is a lawyer and another individual is an expert policemen so I can between them uh, I am sure that we will quickly get to the facts and evidence and assess that um, within the frameworks of which uh, the curriculum has been delivered and be able to report back quickly in terms of the actual facts um, in of uh, the delivery of this curriculum and then we need to understand more broadly how this curriculum uh, came into being and make sure of course reassess that it is appropriate to uh, be delivered to our children and make sure of course as part of that conversation that parents are also properly informed. I think the, the part of the problem here is that you know we've had a lot of allegations coming through the media obviously for, at the weekend was the first time that many of us me included became aware of some of the serious of these allegations and you know when we're and we're acting and I think my sort of view on this is that we do now need to get to the facts uh, we've really had um, uh, a number of contributions in terms of what has happened I did see some of the media reports last night it is clearly concerning but I, I do need facts we need facts I think uh, it's only fair to get those facts and once we've got those facts we're in a much better position then to deal with this appropriately because it is very sensitive temper and temperatures can run very, very high, particularly when it's uh, involving children. The Ramsey MHK behind assisted dying legislation on the Isle of Man says he's not confident he'll ever make it into law. Dr Allenson has been given leave to progress his private member's bill, the aim of which is to give mentally competent adults who are terminally ill the right to end their lives. He spoke about the prospect on Man in Line today. I've been there at the time of people's passing and you can handle it very well and we do have um, some fantastic palliative care services on the island through hospice but also in people's homes as well to help people through the process and give counselling to those left behind. The whole idea of assisted dying is that it's not a a criticism of what we have and it's not to in in any way distract from it but it's an extra choice that people could make um, because all of us when when we're faced with our own demise um, may make different decisions Um, and for some people that loss of autonomy that loss of dignity um, is absolutely unbearable and they'd like to have control over over their own passing I'm I'm certainly not arrogant enough to think that just because I've I've got leave to introduce Juice, it's going to sail through. These are very difficult decisions. They're, they're in, in many ways, there is no right or wrong. They're, they're, the idea of creating and assisted dying law is to give people that choice, that opportunity, which may only be taken up by a, by a handful of people. But for those people, it could be the most important thing they ever do. Um, and what my role um, is really as, as an MHK, given that platform to have the privilege of bringing private members to Bill. I'm do as much as I can to, to make that argument to my fellow MHKs um, and, and, and allow them to understand why I think this is really important for the island to bring this forward. Update 
Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Stopping overnight camping at Sorby Claddock this year has been branded, quote, awful and horrendous, unquote, by some residents at a public meeting on the issue last night. Government's pledged to look at options to reopen the site this year, but there are still concerns from businesses around the area on the matter. The landlord of the Ginger Hall Hotel, Ben Sowery, was at last night's gathering. Alf made a few kind of loose commitments to get it sorted for the summer. You know, I've been picking over the language he used and it wasn't quite a solid commitment, but it fills me with a bit more optimism and hope than I had before. Of course, they seem resolute that they're going to sort it out for TT, which personally for me and Rosie, that is a help to a point, but we're looking at the bigger picture, you know, Easter weekend, uh, Manx Grand Prix, and, you know, 250 or so people have turned out very, very passionate. I think perhaps they, the, the, the guys didn't uh, anticipate how many people had very strong feelings about the, about the Claddocks, potentially um, people who've gone there their whole life, their kids, their grandkids. I would like to see a quick fix that sorts us out for this season, not just TT, Easter going forwards. Like I said, Chief Minister did make some loose commitments uh, to, to that sort of end. And then a, a swift process to find a system or, or a person who can operate it going forward, have it handed over to them with the toilets in a, in a, a, a good, usable, functional state. And then it's up to them how they operate and, and you know how they to drive it all forward really yeah there's still a feeling that we're sort of wandering into the abyss a little bit and make no mistake we absolutely 100% rely on the summer season to make it worth our while for the rest of the year. 20 to 6 this Thursday evening on Manx Radio. This is update live from Douglas in the Isle of Man. Bus Valin's been trialling an electric bus on the island as it explores the future of public transport. The e-Citaro, built by Mercedes, has been driven around the Isle of Man to test how it would move on the island's terrain. Project manager Richard Canmer. It's been very interesting to uh, gauge the performance and the bus is really only here for us to use the telematics that are fitted on board so that we can get the, the island mapped out as far as um, electric travel is concerned. So we're monitoring the performance of the batteries, braking and all the all the rest of the uh, auxiliary equipment to, uh, to make sure we know exactly how it's going to perform. The bus itself is probably built for the same life as a, a normal bus, about 15 years but the batteries, were, we're, we're told that uh, that's about an 8 year life. I think we're obviously we're concerned about safety at all times but I don't think we've got any greater concerns about this vehicle than a normal diesel vehicle. For the driver's no, it's just a case of uh, a slightly different uh, way of driving. For the engineers, yes, we are going to have to do a lot of training for uh, for the technical know-how. The vehicles are there and ready to be delivered. It's a case of how quickly we want to do that. But there's a lot of infrastructure that we need to get into place for much greener at the point of use. But it still requires, uh, if, if you've got a completely renewable energy source, then yes, it is. Until we get it properly tested in service, we will not know whether it's uh, more economical or not. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The boater ship Ben McCree departed Hesham at a quarter past two this afternoon. She's just into the inner part of the bay at the moment. We'll be in the harbour and on the link span in 10, 20 minutes or so. Departing this evening at 7.45 for Hesham, arriving there at half past 11. The overnight departures 2.15am back to Douglas at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. And the morning departure, Ben McCree heads for Hesham at 8.45. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information.
More than 2,800 doses of the COVID vaccine had to be disposed of in December last year. The figure of 2,868 revealed by Manx Care following a Freedom of Information request from Manx Radio. The figures provided cover the period from the start of the COVID-19 vaccination rollout in January 21 to receipt by Manx Care of the FOI request on the 9th of February this year. Simon's here with the story. In its reply, Manx Care explains that some of the disposals are due to doses is passing their use-by date, others because of missed appointments. Taking the whole period into consideration, a total of 8,793 doses of the vaccine were disposed of. Breaking down the figures year by year, 2022 saw considerably higher waste in every month when compared with 2021. Whilst December 22 was easily the worst month, March was a clear second, with over 1,500 doses destroyed. Up until the 9th of February this year, alone, Manx Care had disposed of 917 doses of the vaccine. February just gone has been recorded as the second mildest February on record. Rianne Evans here now. Traditionally, February is either a dull, damp month or a dry, cold month. However, the one just gone has felt a little less nippy than normal. A report from the Isle of Man Met Office says the warmer temperatures have predominantly been influenced by high pressure, situated to the south of the British Isles, meaning it's been bringing in mild Atlantic air. So we've had the unusual winter combination of mild temperatures but also dry. And those mild temperatures ranked second overall in the record books behind 1998, with the average daily maximum temperature being 9.8 degrees Celsius. That's 1.5 degrees higher than the average. There were no nights with an air frost and only five with a ground frost. The highest temperature recorded was 12.1 degrees and the lowest 2.0 degrees. And there was just 17.2 millimetres of rainfall measured at Ronald's Way during the whole of February, which is the driest since 2009. 72.2 hours of sunshine were measured, a little below the long-term average of 83.9 hours. The mean wind speed over the month was 12.5 knots, two knots below the long-term average for February, and there was no thunder, hail, snow or fog observed at Ronald's Way. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 16 minutes before six, in corporate news, Wizz Air reported a surge in February passenger numbers as travel continued to rebound from the COVID pandemic and associated restrictions. The Hungary-based low-cost airline carried 3,786,739 passengers, representing a 97.1% increase compared to February 2022 at a load factor of 93.3%. And for a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. A Jack Daniels building project stopped because of a whiskey fungus. It's true, Christy Long of Lincoln County, Tennessee, claimed her property was coated in a black fungus crust caused, she says, by escaping alcohol vapours. The fungus lives by consuming ethanol fumes and grows on surfaces near bakeries and distilleries around the world. Mrs Long, who runs an events venue next to several Jack Daniels warehouses, says the invading fungus has cost her thousands of dollars on power washing. She's suing the local county zoning office, arguing it didn't properly approve permits for the warehouses and locals are calling for the Louisville based Brown Foreman Company, which owns Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, to install air filters to combat the problem. The Stock Market Report.
Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European stocks closed higher, recovering early losses. US stocks were mixed as investors digested more big tech earnings and continued to weigh the implications of a recent backup in Treasury yields. Oil edged higher and gold prices wavered as the US weekly jobs data hinted a tight labour market. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100 up almost four tenths of a percent at 7,944. The DAX in Frankfurt, up just over a tenth of a percent at the close at 15,327. Currently in New York City, the Dow Jones Industrials up just over a quarter of a percent at 32,756. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index down six tenths of a percent at 11,310. And the S&P 500 in Chicago is down almost three tenths of a percent at 3,940. But the trading day continues. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, nine 19.3 cents, 1 euro 12.7 cents. And in commodities, gold is down barely, but it's down nine hundredths of a percent at $1,834 per troy ounce. And a barrel of Brent crude down again, just over a tenth of a percent, $84.26. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. Have you spotted those LED screens with moving images at road junctions? Well, Southern MHK Jason Morehouse wonders what controls are in place, what planning controls are in place on the placing of those LED screens. He plans to ask the chair of Manx Utilities at the next House of Keys sitting. Mr Morehouse told Manx Radio several constituents mentioned the move from traditional billboards to having moving images and he wanted more information about it and the possible risks associated. There's one particular actually got quite active moving image it's almost a video that's on display and I thought yeah that's quite an interesting movement forward and how are these actually being controlled and regulated is it the same regulations and controls for all billboards how is this being managed going forward because presumably if you've got changing lights changing images changing things of that nature then you've got to have certain restrictions in place I've looked at the regulations in place and there are certain restrictions and there are certain requirements but I thought it would just be interesting to actually ask the Minister to reflect on these changes and what comes next, because it is something that is progressing at quite a rate and what happens next is always going to be the interesting aspect. It seems as though there's also maybe a safety concern for you? Constituents have raised a safety concern. I think um, the biggest issue is when it's new, when it's the first time you actually experience it. That, that does seem to have an impact on driving and whatever. I think once you've actually seen these for several times you become more used to them so I think there is a safety aspect but I do think it is limited and you know I'm not saying ban these boards stop these boards I'm actually saying how we're actually controlling them and making sure they are safe and make sure that good practice is out there and used so yeah not a killjoy at all 
Manx Radio Sport. Fast am I, Rob Pritchard. Fast am I. Good evening. Starting things off tonight, British Olympic gymnast Louis Smith, MBE, will be the guest of honour for the 2022 Isle of Man Sports Awards this month. The 33-year-old competed at three Olympic Games. He claimed bronze at the 2008 Games and went on to take four medals across the Games, which took place in London in 2012 and Rio de Janeiro in 2016. Alongside this, Smith's career has also included three World Championship silver medals, two European golds and the 2006 Commonwealth Games Pommel Horse title. Speaking about attending the Alabama Sports Awards this month, Smith says he's excited and honoured and will look forward to celebrating such a diverse group of grassroots, disability and elite sports people. Twelve awards will be up for grabs on the night, including the Sportsman of the Year and Sportswoman of the Year titles. The ceremony will take place at the Villa Marina in Douglas on Thursday the 30th of March. Turning now to motorsport and the Isle of Man's first stage rally event of 2023 has had to be postponed. Manx Autosport has confirmed the Ormco account stages, which was due to be held at Jerby Motodrome on Saturday the 11th of March, won't take place due to operational reasons. There are now hopes to run the event on an alternative date later this year. Manx Autosport says all competitors will be contacted directly and have placed on record their thanks to all involved in getting the competition on the calendar. And finally, in football, Onken have been crowned champions of the Jackson's Isle of Man Under-18s League. They faced off against Union Mills last night at the Bowl in a league playoff final under the floodlights in a hotly contested clash. There was nothing to choose between the sides at half-time with the game goalless. However, Onken then struck decisively in the second period through goals from Tom Creer and Dylan Fick to take the victory. With the league calendar concluded, the semi-finals of the FA Youth Cup await next week with both of the playoff final sides in contention. Onken are set to face Corinthians whilst Union Mills will be out for redemption when they take on Laxie. Those semi-final fixtures will take place at the Bowl next Wednesday the 8th of March. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronald's Way, EasyJet's uh, half past seven from Gatwick on time, the five to eight returning patient transfer, Logan Air from Liverpool on time, and the five past eight, Logan Air from London City, all on time. Outbound, the uh, six o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool, and the eight o'clock EasyJet back to Gatwick on the roads, Castle Street, one way northbound in Castle Down, still. And temporary closures in phases around East Key and the Prom in Peel for road surface and pavements. Between Peel and St John's, 24-hour lights on the main road for work on the pavements. Canals lanes closed in Ramsey between Parliament Street and Water Street. Some scaffolding there. Temporary lights on Marketplace for that pedestrian crossing in Ramsey. And temporary lights on Jerby Road for water main installation in Sandygate. The coast roads closed between Jerby and the Len for resurfacing. And the Ballaminic Roads face closures for water main replacement. Regaby's got some water main replacement on uh, Regaby West Road. Junction of Paul Rose Road and Alder Road in Paul Rose by the Methodist Church is closed for a new pedestrian crossing. The Victoria Road's closed in Douglas between Broadway and the Marathon Road. And narrow lanes and a temporary pedestrian crossing on Victoria Street. Temporary lights on Annika Lane near the Heron for a new pedestrian crossing. Temporary lights on Bala Oats Road in Braddon near Union Mills Football Club for water main work. Temporary 24-hour lights at Greba Castle for resurfacing. And temporary lights on the main road Bala Beg near Arbury Parish Hall for that new zebra crossing. Massimo Tyres. Budget tyres priced to keep your vehicle safe and legal. Only available at... Keyside. 
The newly formed Manx Eelgrass Group has completed a dive at Fort Island to mark the recent World Seagrass Day. It's also celebrated the launch of a local project to champion a species of seagrass that could have a big, big impact on marine health and climate change. Simon Richardson. Eelgrass, which is the type found around the Isle of Man, can store carbon 35 times faster than a tropical forest, but it's in decline, a trend the Manx Wildlife Trust is committed to helping reverse locally. In the last 40 years, years, over 30% of eelgrass meadows have disappeared globally. Around the British Isles, it's reduced by 90% in the last 100 years. Manx Wildlife Trust will work with a group of specially trained volunteers to research, protect and restore eelgrass sites in Manx waters. Lee Morris of the Manx Wildlife Trust says the eelgrass group's initial focus will be on carrying out an accurate survey of the seagrass around the Isle of Man, measuring locations and the abundance of seagrass present. The project will be led by Dr Laura Howe, the Trust's Marine Conservation Officer. She says the work is a fantastic collaborative project involving volunteer divers and KPMG and shows how working in partnership with business and volunteers is key to achieving their mission of protecting and enhancing the environment. Simon Nicholas, a partner at KPMG, says that by supporting local marine conservation, KPMG and their impact plan aim to be part of the solution to global issues such as climate change and biodiversity loss. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. It's a fact people of all ages and from all walks of life on the Isle of Man have got problems with debt and the Sally Army can help. The Salvation Army runs a debt advice service. Paul DeWeird is one of the volunteers who runs it. The debt advice service was set up a couple of years ago and it has um, a full-time manager and a handful of volunteers who help out. And I'm one of them, so I go in one day a week. I'm retired, so I have the time. And uh, it's it's good to uh, be able to meet people and follow through their situations with them. We've got clients from about 18 to 80. We've got people who uh, have been prosperous and hit hard times. We've got people who've got health problems, people who've always struggled for money and lived on limited resources for a long period of time. I mean, I think one of the challenges we have as a society is that we make it very easy to spend, we make it very easy to borrow, but there's still a stigma attached to then being in trouble as a result of spending and borrowing. There are plenty of people who can be quite condemnatory about it. Going to a debt advice service offers people the chance just to say honestly, I've got a problem, to somebody who they know is going to listen and take a practical view of it rather than start to make judgments about them. Being a client is actually quite hard work. Preparing for the sort of introductory meeting, the first meeting we do, there's probably a couple of hours work for the client in that. Our first meeting is typically an hour and a half, two hours long. So you've got half a day's work for the client just in that because they need to pull together their paperwork, get the bank statements ready and going through a budget is is a painstaking process, but it's easier if you've got somebody with you. That's it for Update Tonight, compiled from uh, Max Radio's news resources. Thanks to newsreader Simon Richardson, producer Rianne Evans. I'm Andy Went Back tomorrow. W-I-N-T.